Good evening. And on this beautiful evening, we continue our Easter joy uh, to exult and result, uh, rejoice in the risen Savior. He is, he is risen, he is truly risen, he is risen indeed, hallelujah. And we welcome all our guests and visitors on this uh, very beautiful evening to the parish. You know, uh, during this Easter season, uh, some of the scripture readings that you might want to consider, uh, first of all, the Acts of the Apostles. If you've never <clears throat> read that, uh, and we read scripture carefully and prayerfully, uh, the Acts give you the understanding and the formation of, of the church in time, the selection of the deacons, uh, uh, the apostolic works, and all of that, and the the basic uh, charisma, the basic proclamation of faith, is all found uh, in the Acts of the Apostles. And, of course, the first martyr of the church, St. Stephen. So you might take the Acts as something to read. Also, <clears throat> uh, I think... Uh, if you take the first and second letters of Peter, you'll find that that was written at a time of persecution. The church was being dispersed. Uh, the church was in travail. And Peter gives a beautiful instruction, uh, very apropos to our own times, a time of confusion, a time of sinfulness, time that, uh, uh, that we need great, the great grace of God to keep us together. And then finally, <clears throat> I think uh, because the gospel is read all through the uh, Easter season, the 50 days of Easter, John's gospel. And you know, John's gospel is that gospel that was written late, about the year 100 maybe a little later. And there's a reflection and remembering of Jesus, and it's so beautiful. It begins in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. The great mystery of our redemption, the light in the darkness. And in John's Gospel, the woman by the well, the prodigal son, so many beautiful scenes to think about and pray about it, bring us close to Jesus in our reading of sacred scripture. And so today, this evening, we have that beautiful gospel of John. But before we comment our, uh, on that gospel, as well remember the first reading now is from the Acts, and there you see, in a very brief way, the apostolic faith, the faith we believe in. And then we see the marvelous words of Peter. He says that uh, uh, we uh, have God to proclaim. We are to obey God, not man. And that statement 
is for each one of us, as we pause and live in this world, the words that should be in our heart and our lips. We are for God. We proclaim God, not men. And it's always a sign of contradiction. It's always a sign of conflict in the world that's far from God. To be what we are to be, children of God, sons and daughters, crying out, Father, that we have our transformation of life through him and with him and in him. The words of Peter, the reply, are so apropos, so important of today's Christian in this journey of faith. So important for each one of us in our Catholic faith. And then the second reading for just a moment, the book of Revelation, it's mystical, it's full of signs, full of wonder, and it is the praise of God, a beautiful book to read, the book of Revelation. Now when we come to this gospel, it's such a beautiful gospel, and it's so well remembered. The remembering of exactly who was there, Peter, you know, uh, and the other two disciples, all of them, Nathaniel, all of them, they were named. And in the gospel, uh, I'm going fishing. Can we imagine what their thoughts must have been? Here, the one they followed, the Messiah, crucified. And we know if we read our gospels carefully, they... Uh, some of them saw Jesus. Some of them disbelieved. Was it going fishing as uh, we have to get back to work, we have to get back to the ordinary things today? And so often it is in our own personal life when there's confusion and we wonder and we're worried. Sometimes work <laughs> is the best therapy. And remember, they were, that was their profession. That was their occupation. They were fishermen. John and James left everything. Their father, the boats. We read that in Scripture. Peter. That's how they got along in life. So is it possible they just decided we better go back to work? And then they saw Jesus. And uh, he questioned them. They fished all night. They didn't have anything. He said, well, throw it over on the side. And they remembered everything so well, how far they were from shore, a hundred yards, how many fish, great fish that they caught, and that the net did not break. That would be, that's fisherman's language after their occupation of work. And then suddenly, in the breaking of the bread, they knew it was the Lord. 
John knew it right away. He said, it's the Lord to Peter. And Peter, in his impetuous nature, he, he jumped into the water to see Christ, to be with him. And then we say something else in this gospel that I find very beautiful, very touching, very wonderful, a sign of God's love for all of us. Can we imagine the heart of Peter being asked by the Lord if he loved him? In front of John and James, Nathaniel, the other two disciples not named, who knew that he had denied him. Remember that awful night? They questioned him. And we read in scripture, cursing, he denied him. And then when Jesus walked across the square to be punished and tortured, he looked right at Peter. And Peter wept. Could you imagine his heart at that time being questioned? And Jesus said to him, do you love me? And he said, yes, I love you. Well, then feed my sheep. And he asked him a second time, do you love me? Can't can't we see the, the heart of Peter so ashamed? Before those who knew that he had denied? Yes, you know I love you. And then the third time, the third time, in my lambs. And Peter cried out, he cried out, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Now in that, we see the beauty of prayer and the prayer of a sinner. And we see the love of God. What does our Lord do? You know, does he say to Peter, yes, you say you love me, but do you remember what you did? Oh. He entrusted the church to his care. In Matthew's gospel, we have that, uh, who does people say that I am? And only Peter replied, thou art the son of God. And then uh, Jesus would say, thou art the rock. And upon this church, I will build my, upon this rock, I will build my church. In Luke's gospel, we find the same thing. But in John's gospel, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. The giving the care of the body of Christ, the church, to, to the care of the office of Peter. <clears throat> he didn't, like, you remember that man, that little Pharisee, Zacharias? And uh, he, was a, he was a tax collector. He was short. He climbed a tree to see Jesus. You remember that? And Jesus comes to him and uh, 
He doesn't look up to him and say, hey, you better get down here and put all that money you've been stealing back to people. He didn't say that. He said, come on down. I'd like to have lunch with you. To the Jewish language, I'm your brother. And so it is with us in prayer. When we pray, Jesus knows our sins. He doesn't browbeat us. He doesn't put us down, demean us, humiliate us. He just gives us more, more of his love. Just like Peter. How could Peter love more? For each one of us in our lives, no matter how down we get, no matter how sinful we may be, never, never stop praying. Because he loves you. He loves each one of us. And he only gives us more, more of his love. And what is prayer? An intimate conversation with Jesus. There's something wonderful about being human. We can all love and we can all pray. God bless you.